focus on Love 99.5 FM. Prepare your mind and soul for today's message. Daily focus on Love 99.5 FM. Start your day right with a word from God. Hi, my name is Bishop Dr. Victor Sell, Family Chapel International. It's a pleasure to spend 30 minutes with you every Wednesday morning, 5.20 to 5.50 a.m. On His Word, His Presence, and His Power. On Love 99.5 FM. You know what? Tune in every Wednesday morning, and you'll have a word in season for the rest of your day. It's going to be special every Wednesday and life transforming. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I wish I could just hear you say good morning to another Wednesday. We are continuing with our series on the importance of God's word, the importance of the word of God. Uh, last week, we dealt with the word of God drawing a picture of who God is. The word of God drawing a picture of Christ our Redeemer. And the word of God drawing a picture of the Holy Spirit. Today, we'll start with, pick up your Bible. And join me on your notebook. Now the word of God draws a picture of who you are. I repeat, the word of God draws a picture of who you are. So in Genesis chapter number 1, verse 26 and 27, you begin to understand with the creation of man who you are. There are people who try to tell you who you are and try to denigrate you and create a different image for you. Now this is what God says about you. And God says, let us make man in our image. Number one, image. Photocopy. In those days when we took a camera and flashed somebody and took a picture of somebody they would go into the what they call the dark room and create an image so when you lifted it up there it's like an x-ray you would see the image of the person then they'll take it and put it on paper that is the way it is and the real you will come out on that paper what God is saying is that you are a photocopy of who he is in your spirit in your soul, in your mentality, and the capacity to behave on a God level is imputed in you. So he describes us and says, ye are gods with a small g. That is it. We are made in the image of God. And understand that wherever you are. One day, a son of mine's father, who is a pastor in America, the wife was working in this warehouse and there was this huge supervisor a white lady tormenting her day and night anytime she went to work cajoling her insulting her then one day she came back from home uh, from work as usual crying said to the husband she has gone too far See, he said, what happened? I've asked you to be patient and tolerate her. We are praying. She said, she struck me three times on my chest. The husband said, this is just too much. They held hands and prayed. They were 
children of God and are children of God, the woman had no right to become physical with her. So, the next morning she goes to work. Where is the supervisor? She was nowhere to be found. What had happened? People were miling around in groups talking. Her own son took a pistol and shot her three times in the chest. Wow. We are made in the image of God. Our prayers are heard by God. When we speak a word, it's like God is speaking it from the heavenlies. Remember, you are made in the image of God and speak that word. The centurion understand who Jesus was. He says, speak the word only. And she will be healed. Sometimes we don't understand who we are. One day, I was using a car with new number plates. Not a number plate. When I say new, I mean a car with a you know the kind of number plates that they use when you have a new car gv is it gv dv 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 thank you son it's dv so and with my log everything so we got to a place i was just tired of the program and it was around 11 o'clock i was going home with my wife so we we took a detour because we knew the police were on a particular road not that they had moved to another road that we, we sometimes take home and you know people were smart they would pass by a different route not to be disturbed by the police so there was a car or two in front of me that stopped them so I just took a detour was going around it then all of a sudden one of the police guys cocked his gun his AK-47 straight in front of the mirror into my face my wife was she's a woman shaking like a leaf and the guy said stop I rolled down my mirror, stopped, and I said to him, what right do you have to point a gun at a minister of God? And the guy looked at me stupendously, so surprised and shocked that I had the boldness to stand. I said, what right do you have to do that? I said, put down your gun. The guy looked at me, he put down his gun, and said, oh, sir, you are passing. I said, you stopped some people. You had not stopped me. And it's late. I have to get home. He said, oh, we're checking cars one by one. It's because of we, you were here. So we came to an understanding. And I said, next time, never do that again. And I moved my car. I looked at myself and I said, what kind of boldness came into me? It's because I am made in the image of God. I had the same experience in South Africa where somebody gave me what we call pellet guns about four of them and put it in my I put it in my stuff going under the plane and those on that particular airline I don't want to mention the name they they, they, they should have told me I needed permission to take those toy guns that can't kill a human being but maybe they can injure a bird a friend gave it to go and give it to some some people. So I checked in and just at the last checkpoint for boarding, they came and said, uh, who is 
Reverend Victor said, I said, I'm the one. So what's the problem? He said, you are wanted by security. I said, for what? So they were taking me. Then I was wondering, I'm not a security risk. What was it about? They took me through some channels and some places. I was shocked. The security people there, and I was led by this white guy and one of the Ethiopian Airlines people who moved into a room, they would code it in, and then I entered into the place, they would code it in, and when you entered, you can't come out, you used code to enter. <laughs> so I went inside there. When I got there, they said, is this your bag? Then I said to myself, oh, I know what it's all about. The pellet guns. So I said, yes, this is my suitcase. So they said, open it. I said, no, no, I don't have a problem. You can open it. And there were about six, seven police people with their guns by their sides. And they were looking at me. I was looking at them. I said, open it. And they opened it. They said, where are these from? I said, oh, these are toy guns. They are pellet guns. And then the guy said, oh, step back. And he took one of them, went outside to whatever he did. He said, everybody should step back. And he came back, oh. It's, it's just a pellet gun, a toy gun. And I was furious. It doesn't happen often. I was furious. I said, why do you waste my time? He said, the rule is, you should have got permission from the police, even though it's a pellet gun. So I said, I'm not going to sleep in here at the airport. I need to change my flight. So they said, you can't leave the airport once you are in. I said, how do I change my flight? I was getting angry. I said, you people. Then they gave me a document to sign. I'm sure it says to exonerate them from delaying me or from suing them. I was so angry, I didn't even read what was on it. So I signed. Then the lady from the airline said, it's not my fault. And I said, you are the people when they were checking the things. You could have drawn my attention to it. And I would have got the necessary permission. He said, it's not our fault. So they took me back to where they were going on the flight. And the plane had just taken off. I said, you people. It was something else. And now there was a problem. I, I refused to sleep at the airport. I called my son, who had brought me to the airport. I said, you should come here and pick me up. They said, daddy, but how are you going to come out? You've entered. And the airport was closed around that time, past 11. No flights were coming, no flights were taking off. And I said, I am coming out. And they said, it's not possible. I said, I am not staying here. Take me to the, 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 the immigration boss. So this guy would leave me. Pa, 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 pa. And I said, go with me. He said, no, once I am in here, I can't come out. I shouldn't even be doing what I'm doing. I said, I'm not sleeping here. It was interesting. Eventually, somehow they walked me right to the main immigration uh, uh, desk. And then the lady said, you can't go outside. I said, I will go outside. Where is your boss? And I had the shock of my life. They had gone for a cigarette break. I said, whoa. Just like people go for coffee break, people go for cigarette br uh, breaks. So they were even wondering how I managed to come from that area through the security right to the main entrance where we checked in and I said it is not my fault it is your fault and I must stay in here eventually 
this lady comes in who is the boss for that night and I said I want to go out she said it's not possible I said I have to go out I'm, I will not sleep at the airport it's not my fault then she said okay I want to check with my bosses so I said you can check with the embassy they said your, your visa is expired once you've entered here we've stamped it I said however you do it is your problem so after about 15 minutes, by this time it was getting to one in, in, the, in, the, in the morning. She came back and said, okay, we'll give you um, a visa. We'll extend your visa for three weeks. And the lady was livid who was sitting at the desk. She took, gave the lady instructions, stamp him. And you said, no, we don't stamp Ghana passports that way. Eh, why, why come you are being allowed to do this? And I said, your boss says, stamp my thing. So reluctantly, she stamped me out. Added three weeks and says, please make sure you leave before Christmas. When I got outside, there were two security guys who met me and said, whoa. I told them what happened. They said, so how are you going to your hotel? I said, a car is picking me up. I said, what's the color of the car? I said, a white BMW. They said, okay, you sit here with us. And they gave me a seat. I sat there. They did me fine. And when the car came, they opened the door for me, which should not be opened. And I sat in. My son, Pastor Nakaris, was so shocked when he saw me. Papa, this is not possible. With God, all things are possible. We are made in the image of God. One of the greatest miracles I've ever experienced of the power of God. May he do similar for you. May the impossible become possible. That is who we are. The word of God draws a picture of who we are. Don't ever forget that. You are made in the image of God. Psalm 82 verse 6. Ye are God's. 1 Peter 2.9 1 Peter 2.9 1 Peter 2.9 But ye are a chosen generation. Number one, you are a chosen generation. That is who you are. In every generation, God has his own people. And you stand tall in the midst of everybody. Many are called, but few are chosen. But we are a chosen generation. So every generation, there's a righteous seed. There's a holy seed. There's a blessed seed. And we are a royal priesthood. We have authority as kings and priests of the living God. We can intercede on behalf of people. We are a holy nation. There are many nations. That's why when you go to America, you are my brother, I am your brother. Because we all have been bought with a special a precious price, the blood of Jesus and you are peculiar people we are different, we are not like any other people we pray differently, we speak in tongues those of us who don't speak in tongues pray and we use the name of Jesus that name that is above every name and people see us as peculiar we believe in healing, we believe in deliverance we believe that God will do it and people say we are crazy but God does it, he's always on time now we are born that we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
That is a picture it draws of us. We are a royal priesthood and holy nation. A peculiar people. Are you hearing me? Now the word of God also provides direction for our lives. It gives direction for our lives. Micah chapter 4 verse 2. The word of God gives direction for our lives. And Micah 4 2. Write it down. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. That's why people are seeking prophetic utterances from the house of God. And to the house of the God of Jacob. He shall he will teach us his ways. Teaching is very imperative before the prophetic. He will teach us of his ways. And we will walk in his paths. For the Lord, for thy for the Lord shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The word of God gives us direction for our lives. And we are talking here about the Rema and the written word of God, which jumps at, at us and says, This is the way, take it. Remember, seek a word to give you direction for your lives. And the Spirit will prompt you. And as you utilize it, you walk according to the word of God in a straight path. He will teach us of his ways. Every day you go to church, when the word of God is being taught, remember, it's there to teach us to walk in his paths. Psalm 23. And he will lead us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name is holy. The word of God leads us, directs us as to how we should live our lives. Now, there's another scripture, Isaiah 2, 3. That is our last scripture for today. Isaiah 2, 3. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. So that's the, the same word in both Micah and in Isaiah. He will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths. His paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the Lord and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Now, it shows us that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word established that the word of God has the capacity to bring direction to our lives. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. God favor you. God lift you up. God show you good. God bless you. See you next week. Hello guys. You just listened to his word, his power, his presence with Bishop Dr. Victor Say. I personally invite you to Family Chapel International, Susansu, off Tech Road. Our first service starts from 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Our Bible study starts from 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Our second service starts from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Our freedom service, which is our joint service, starts from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. God bless you. See you this Sunday. As you actually say, property fridge is here. Ekulu, papa, papa, papa. Mifie hadie. Property ni yaman kwa anam yusu. Esanse mami fie haye fene ma brabonon suye mrese. My property! Mami, I want a 
So what the fridges, freezers, TVs, air conditioners, washing machine, gas cookers, microwaves, blenders, electric irons, rice cookers. And in your kahubiara, top up up record, property dear, and no major geeky. Property Property electronics, a your papa, and tree in Namukania, your fridges, no, what are the shima, no cooling, a sunset, your compressors, no, and what dimpa, open your biato, our gunner for Nenina, who pay dear to Atom, Tony Sack Electronics, SD Caram Dynamo, our Edum Kumasi, and my method is a song. Property to Papa Preco. It feels good, love 99.5 FM. 